Hello folks, welcome back to Talking Walls. Welcome back to a brand new podcast on the channel, actually. Uh, we're starting, or we have started recently, a brand new series called The Final Word, uh, which is basically a, well, it's going to be an hour show uh, about... Well, in this case, the evening of the lunchtime kickoff against West Bromwich Albion, but it's going to either be on the evening of games or uh, 24 hours after if it's a midweek game. And I'm going to be just speaking uh, with a few fans about the game, about the situations going on at the club and uh, possibly looking ahead to the next game as well. Today, we are reviewing the game against West Bromwich Albion. I'm going to be along six guests. Some are Nuno in, some are Nuno out. Uh, some talk about the game a little bit more in depth and we've actually got uh, a pretty good uh, chat with Dale as well later on in the show about Nuno and, and some signs that he's noticed in Nuno and his behaviours recently. Um, but I do hope you guys enjoy the podcast. We'll try and upload this after every game if we can. Um, there may be some references to the chat uh, because we were live on YouTube. Comments will be flagged up, but I really do hope you guys enjoy it. Hope you're staying safe. And uh, here is the final word of Wolverhampton Wanderers 2, West Bromwich Albion 3. In the stream, our first guest today is Talking Walls very own Mr. Matt Cooper. Matt, how are you keeping, mate? Yeah, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, thank you. I'm all right, mate. Yeah. Um, look, today, not not an ideal result. Uh, a game, a Black Country derby against the Albion, and it was a bit, well, a bit like a roller coaster, but one that went very badly in the end. What What are your takes from that game? Um, it's we waited nine years for this day, and living in West Brom myself, like when they come up before, we, you know, what, we're gonna we're gonna take the mick with these because they're not a very good team at all. And as that, that day has come closer and closer, I've become less and less confident um, in 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 beating West Brom. And all all up to the, the lead up to this game, I've got a lot of mates who are Albion fans, so know a lot. You're gonna you're gonna trounce us, and I don't I don't think we will. Like I can see you beating us, and half of that was. I'm getting my excuses in early. Half <laughs> of that was I genuinely do believe we're going to lose the game, and that's that's exactly what happened. But it was just, it it was it was just a car crash. And when you've got players like, and I'm going to single players out because I think it needs to happen. You got you got players like Connor Cody this week saying I know how much the derby means, and then he throws in a performance like that. Like today, today is. And this is going to get cut up by Albion fans. It's going to be, it's going to be like they're going to. No, they, haven't got, they haven't got many fans on social media. Anyway. <laughs> like today, it has, it has killed me, mate. Like I've been so upset all day. Like I've, I've had to sit and watch the game. My mum, who's an Albion fan, she's jumping around the room. <laughs> and I'm thinking, one more move out of you, we're going to fall out. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it, 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 it it's been horrendous, and I've tried. I've tried. As some people are aware, I've stayed away from social, stayed away from the video stuff with Talking Wolves and stuff because been been struggling as of late. And football has always been a release for me. And as it as with many fans, I know it is with you, Dave. And at the minute, I, I could I could take I could take and leave take or leave watching Wolves. And I should not be saying that with the caliber of players we've got at the club. But today was just unacceptable. It came down to who wanted it more. And West Brom wanted it more today, and they won the game. Well, you saw that in the second half, especially some of the tackles and blocks they were making. Kyle Bartley, Jake Livermore, the reactions of some of their players and the passion they were showing every time that you know they won the ball or tackled. There was just none of that from Wolves today. And I think I said it in the reaction as well. We just don't have the energy or players that are able to drag us through 
at the moment, like Raul Jimenez used to do. We could be dreadful for 85 minutes, but Jimenez yeah. would always come up with that with that special moment. And there's no, you know, there's no secret that we've struggled without him. We just haven't got that urgency or talent in the squad at the moment, have we? I don't think the Jimenez fit. Of course, losing Raul, he's 30 goals a season. Like it's a it's a massive blow. But I don't think Silva's. I know he hasn't got the goals, but I thought Silva was the only player today. I thought, you know what, lad, you've done well there. You you you've, you've battled with the two big centre halves. You've got yourself a goal, which was like typical poaching striker. Like it's fantastic yeah, to yeah. Get, get a goal. Perhaps could have got another one, but he was the only one today. I thought, you know what, you've done me proud there, son. And I'm glad he got that goal because people jumping on his back is just inexcusable. But I think that the Jimenez thing is a massive blow. But for me, we were really poor when Jimenez was starting. It's been it's been poor for a long, long time. It's carried on from last season. I think the transition transitional excuse is a load of bollocks. Um but look at how we had Johnny out today, we had Marcel out today, we had Pedence out today, we had Jimenez out today. Three key players. Alvin had five or six. Like it's everyone's going through it. No, no team have got fans. It's it's not an excuse. It, it really isn't. And it all comes down to again to poor recruitment. And you and I have both said, Dave, like what one of these windows is gonna bite us on the arse really bad, and I'm afraid it has. Yeah. Um I mean, I've, I've said it at the start of the intro, there's going to be some fans on today that are Nuno in, some fans that are going to be Nuno out. I think you've made your sort of voice pretty clear over the last couple of weeks, and especially on, on the fans react today. But Matt, if, if Nuno was genuinely to walk today, you know, who, who is there out there that you would be happy to see come in and have a couple of weeks with maybe, I don't know, mm. folks to say, look, here's 30 million, try and do what you can to improve our league position? <sighs> I don't. I know. I said today, like he needs to go, and I do. I do think he needs to. I think Nuno is a fantastic manager, and regardless of what's happening now, I, I don't. I don't think that makes him a, a a bad manager. Like he's taken us from the championship, and you and I both both, both agree with this, mate. Like we've had some of the most magical moments following Wolves that you could never dream of. I mean, we've taken talking Wolves on the road twice. Like we've had some of the best times ever. Um, he's taken us to Europe, but over the past year we've we've got worse and worse and worse. And as all good all good things do come to an end, and I think we are, I, I think we're at that point. Like I love the bloke to bits. I think he's done wonders for this club, but I think now he needs someone to take it onto that next level. I feel like he's been shafted a little bit by the board, um, but yeah, it's. For me, in an ideal world, I would take Jesse March from Red Bull Salzburg. They they play a terrific brand of football. You may think, well, would he want to come to Wolves? It's a fair comment. They play a terrific brand of football. He's an American coach, play similar to our Southampton, play with the 4 2 2 2. 4 2 2 2 against Demi Mass. That's a lot of players. We've got 14 players on the pitch. No wonder they're doing well. Um, I, th- I think he's a Mendes client too. I'd really like to see him in. I know Dave Lambas is for this before, but even AVB at the end of the season, I'd take. I, I, really, I really do. He hates that show. I really do like him, but I think from today you can see that Nuno does not. He doesn't want to be here. Like he's he's away from home, and people are saying he may be struggling mentally. And I completely, I've, I know, I, I understand that he's away from his family. But if that is the case, then. Some things are more important than football. 
your mental health and your family, if that is the case, and you need you need to go, but you you do need to go. And like I said, I've loved him. I absolutely I've absolutely adored the bloke. He's done wonders. But I think now, two wins in thirty. Two wins in thirteen. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it is time for a, a, a freshen up today on the sideline with three two down to local rivals who are who are, who are, who are rubbish. Uh, they are rubbish. They know they are. We know they are. And he's just sat in the dugout, like keeping himself warm. You can the, the post match in- interviews. It's the same old nonsense that he keeps repeating. Like he he doesn't want to be here. He does not want to be here. It's time for someone else to come in and step up. No, no, I love you to pieces, mate. Absolutely adore you for what you've done, but. Like all, like I said, all things do. Good things do come to an end, and I think we're at that point. Well, Matt Pav earlier on, he put some of these managers are out without a club at the moment. Uh, Ralph Ragnick, Jardim, Favre, Valetti, Marcelino, Valverde, Sarri, Tuchel, Allegri. I mean, I, I, I think he's admitted it himself. Some of these are way too unrealistic. But out of those, you know, I don't think. Uh, this, I mean, there's some pretty high-profile ones there, but I. I I don't know. Um, listen, Matt. Um, if if he, he stays, obviously he's going to be in charge for the Chorley game. If that if that's the if that's the case, um, the week after when we're back in league action, what does Nuno have to do to get Wolves back to winning ways? Nuno out here. He said Nuno in. Just go back to basics. But yeah, this is what, go this back is what, to what we know. The tried and trusted the five at the back, or or what? This is what I didn't get today, and it just screams like. I've run out of ideas. You said, like, we need to go back to basics. We need to build from the back. We need to keep clean sheets. You've got a chance of winning the game. And we've always said, no matter if you agree with the philosophy or not, or how Nuno plays, we've always had this identity of being strong and regimented and solid at the back. We looked pathetic at the back today. Cody was, that's the worst of it I've seen him play. Uh, there's a comment there, Matty's poison. I have to agree. Um, uh I think we do need to go back to the five at the back. But he said this week, you need to keep clean sheets and stuff. And he went to a four, which it doesn't work. We, we Cody, and you knew how West Brom were going to play. So put another big man in there. Play Kilman. I think he would have dealt with it better today. But oh, I don't... I, I, I don't know, Martin. I don't understand how what, obviously Noon, uh, Kilman's been in and out of the squad recently, and he's not been horrific. And at the moment, he can't sort of get that look in at the moment. So. You know, it, it's uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. Look, Matt, we're going to move on now, mate. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you back on, as always. And uh, I'll be interested to see what happens over the next couple of days. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll see you back on the channel when when uh, <laughs> when when it's all blown over. All right. Last <laughs> <laughs> man. Enjoy the rest of your evening, man. All right, mate, take care, fella. Bye bye. Well, guys, uh, thank you for the comments so far. Like I said, we're going to be uh, we're going to be having lots of people that are. Nuno in and Nuno out. Look, it, it's all about opinion. If you ever want to jump on this, then then do let us know. Um, obviously, at Talking Walls on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all sorts. So go move on to our next guest now. We've got Tom Rouse uh, back on the streams. Tom, how you keeping, man? Uh, terrible, thank you. Oh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'd assume you didn't enjoy this afternoon's game, did you? No, but it it didn't come as a surprise. Uh, as when we spoke on Wednesday, I think I was pretty clear yeah. in that I wasn't confident going into this game. But I didn't think that we'd lose in the manner that we did. As Matt's just said, we were pathetic. You know, the, the problems have been highlighted for the last couple of weeks, but nobody's been talking about the defense really. Uh, and that is, I mean, to to lose a game on two penalties and a long throw, you wouldn't expect that of any professional team let alone a Premier League mm. team and, and supposedly a team going for you know Europe that's either uh, beginning of the season that would have been the the goal I imagine 
Yeah, I mean, Nuno's on about, you know, not conceding goals. All three of those come on, not from open play, but still that, that throwing one, like you say, is stupid. And both penalties are probably stupid errors, tackles that didn't really need to be made either. Yeah, I mean, I didn't personally think the first one was in the box. I thought that the contact was made outside the box. But, I mean, the line belongs to the attacker, apparently. And that's, you know, that's the way that uh, that it was seen. Uh, the second penalty, I thought it just it was very similar, you know, in terms of the timing in the game to the Brighton one by you know our leader, our captain, to to just give the Albion attacker the opportunity to go down. He should be more experienced to not be putting himself in a situation where you know the Albion player had got it past him and thought, well, I'll leave my legs in here and I've won a penalty. It was just poor leadership. That and that, I mean, I'm going to argue with some of the things that Matt said just now but I don't think it's Nuno that was the problem today it was the it was the leadership team within the team so you look at the three players that got hooked off they were our leaders and they were all appalling today every single one of them they they can't hold their heads up high Cody's comments before the game look embarrassing now he should know you know coming from Liverpool what derbies mean but I think it's just you know it's emphasised how poor a player he is we haven't brought in a centre-back for years a good one we we tried to bring it in Vallejo last summer to challenge for the, that one of those spaces. It just hasn't happened. Uh, I personally, Dendonka to me needs to go back there. He's, I mean, he's not scoring goals. He's getting himself in these positions where, and they're saying, oh, he's playing just off the striker, but he's not. Good. He's never going to score a goal. So getting back, getting, you know, he's a good ball player. Him alongside Bolly, I think probably as a short-term fix, our strongest centre-back pairing at the minute. And then Matinho's best days are behind him. Unfortunately, he's been a fantastic. He's been one of the best Wolves players I've ever seen. But this season, gradually, we've seen him make more and more errors. Not not having the impact on games that he did before. I always reference that Man United quarter final where we were under a lot of pressure and he was edging the ball out and just you know really leading from the front. He doesn't do that anymore. And Neves, I think, just had a really poor game today. He's been very yeah, good recently. But he just had an off day. I mean, the, the way that he went up to challenge for that third goal was not what you'd expect from, you know, one of your captains on the pitch. Well, I think all three goals were led by poor defending by us anyway. The first goal mm. from the penalty, we just couldn't get rid of the ball whatsoever. Just very sloppy. Second goal, the same. Then we eventually hoofed it out for the throw in. And the third goal, again, the same as well. Like, there was no, like I, I agree. I thought Neves was extremely poor today. Um, like you're saying, did Donker back to the defence? What with him and Bolly as two centre backs, or revert to that back five? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know at the minute. I mean, I, I've sort of ended up with egg on my face recently. <laughs> Been banging the drum for four at the back for so long, but we just haven't got the players to do it. You need to have really good, strong centre backs. Like I said on Wednesday night, we we haven't got one of those defenders who can come and clear the clear the ball out. I think Dendonker and Bolly are probably our best two at doing that. Sace and Cody at the moment look like a rich tea biscuit at the back. We need something that's, you know, like a hobnob, something a bit more sturdier. <laughs> I like that. Uh, in terms of individual performances, I think Matt spoke a little bit about Fabio Silva. What did you think mm. about him today? Especially first half, I thought he was, he was good, wasn't he? Yeah, I was really pleased for him to, for the way he took his goal. It seemed to take an age to cross the line, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I was really, really pleased. And, and um, you know, like we said the other day, if he scores a goal then you know, his confidence will lift. And we saw that then in the second half. He's, he had a couple of shots where I don't think he would have taken them a couple of weeks ago. So that was a positive. And I think he will start to now um, you know, grow into that role a little bit more. 
It does worry me though now, though, because he scored. Is it likely that Jeff She's going to say, "Well, look, he's scoring now, so you don't need another striker." Catrone again, only having two or three minutes at the end. Oh, and, he was a great chance, so then he, he did have a good. I mean, at, at the time, I said it was a, a sitter. In hindsight, it was a lot harder. You know how high the ball went, how you know the technique he needed to get. He needed to get it absolutely perfect to get it in. You know, and when you're not playing and you're not in form, it's one of those that doesn't go in. Uh, but I, I mean. Perhaps Catroni, I mean, I would start Catroni on Friday against Chorley. Just give him 90 minutes. If he doesn't yeah. score against Chorley, then we desperately <laughs> need a striker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I think I said it on the last stream, you know, it, it will be interesting. And now the whole COVID thing is heating up again with certain borders closing at Portugal, you know, our transfer windows over. And transfer windows over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But look, uh, do you think this one, this result today, screams at folks who they need to dip? They need to buy at least something, <clears throat> try and raise the spirits, try and get something back into this squad because it's just looking a bit stale at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, well, I remember saying I can't remember what I said it on, but at the beginning of the season, I sort of pointed out that Wolves had had. I think we must have been on Seventy Seven Club, but Wolves had had uh, Nuno for three years, and we often see that's as much as managers have. They have three years. Uh, you know, if they're a good manager, and then you either change the manager or this wholesale changes in the squad. We didn't really, well, we didn't get rid of the manager, and we didn't really see wholesale changes in the squad. We got rid of two, you know, first team starters from last season and didn't replace them with good enough quality. We were, so, well, on paper, Samido should be as good as Doherty, but he's not. Uh, and Fabio Silva is something, or Fabio Silva will grow into eventually a player who could. Uh, you know, be better than Jota. But it's been years now where the recruitment's been poor. I think 2018 summer transfer window was the last good transfer window. Because if you yeah, look at all, all of them since then, uh, that winter transfer window, I think we just signed Johnny on a permanent. Then the summer, we had that terrible with Catrone and Vallejo coming in. Then last January, nobody came in at all, I don't think. And then the summer was all these young players. I'm sorry, Podens came in last last January. So he's the last good signing. But, I mean, you look at the players that have gone out, we haven't replaced them, we haven't freshened them up. They're all, you know, they were very, very good in the Championship and they rode that crest of a wave for a couple of years. But now the likes of Cody, I've been saying for a long time, needs to be replaced. And also, if you're going to get any money for him, you've got to cash in pretty soon because people are going to really, really realise He's hopeless. If Liverpool is so desperate for a centre back, <laughs> let let him go for it. If if they're willing to pay between eight and ten million for him, I'd snap their hand off for that at the minute because he's he's really poor in a back four in particular. Like uh, Glenn Hoddle said as well about his, uh, you know, playing on that left channel, he can't get the ball out like he he did. Yeah, 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 that's really really clear, and perhaps that's one of the reasons why we haven't been able to adapt because we're so used to that out ball and we just we haven't got it anymore. Yeah, and obviously we heard Matt was pretty vocal about he, he he thinks it's time for Nuno to go. There were a lot of people on the fans react saying the same thing. I know a lot of people have taken that quite personally, both on Twitter and already in the comments. What's your stance on it? You were very much firmly Nuno in on Wednesday. I'd assume you're the same now, even after this defeat, aren't you? Yeah, of course. I, I think it's very, very short-sighted to say Nuno out because, yes, you can list all these fantastic managers who could come in. We've got... Um, half the season left to play so it could still end up that we have a great season we end up on 50 points and it's you know we we're not going to finish as high as previous seasons but we might have a good rest of the season we've got Podence coming back Johnny's coming back uh there are 
there's still two weeks left of the transfer window. So we, we could have a good rest of the season. I think it'd be really, really uh, naive to just sack him because we've lost, A, because we've lost the album. That's really why everybody's furious today. And because the last time we lost the album, we sacked our manager and then we got relegated to League One. So let's not make that rash mistake again. Um, the form has been uh, has been poor recently, but like everybody's been saying, a couple of decisions or a couple of goals that go our way and we are as good as we were last season. The late goals against um, United and the throwing away against Brighton. If you take those out of it, I know that you can't, obviously, but we we haven't been playing as badly as it would suggest in the in the form. I know that we're not entertaining, but we we haven't changed in the way that we played for. We played the same last season. We we're pretty pragmatic, mm-hmm. pretty boring to watch last season, but we were getting results. People have sussed us out. We've tried to adapt and we've tried to change. I think they said before the game as well, like it takes a couple of seasons to embed like a new, a brand new system. And it, we've tried to do it mid-season, which I think was pretty foolish of Anuna to do. Um, because, But he didn't have a pre-season, which, he, you know, we would have had six or seven games to play for at the back against the likes of Cork and Bohemians and that lot. <laughs> we can't be pre-season, that is. We can't be pre-season. Yeah, but he's he's had to do it against the likes of Man United or um, Albion in really high pressure situations with no crowd. And I mean, I I mean, just to change the topic completely, I think that the the build up to the game from Wolves was completely wrong. I think that the they should have downplayed the derby situation as much as they possibly could, and because the players are all Portuguese, they've played in derbies before, and they understand that it's important, but. Don't hype it up as much as it is. We know it's important, but we also know what Nuno's like. If he'd have been very pragmatic and very calm and said, look, it's just another game, lads, go and play. I think we would have won today. But the, because yeah. there was all this extra pressure, Troy already put on Instagram beforehand that it's a war. Let him, just go and play the game and we would have won today, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tom, thanks a lot for uh, jumping on again. Always a pleasure to talk, mate. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'll, uh, I'll you, speak to you very soon, mate. Thank you. Julia. Well, big thanks to Tom again. Uh, guys, keep your comments coming in. Be sure to keep hitting that like and subscribe. Uh, lots of comments, which is great to see. Um, we have got another <laughs> very strong Nuno out a member now. We've got Michael Bib. Bib, how's it going, mate? Hello, Dave. How are you doing, mate? You're all right. I'm very, I'm well, mate. Uh, look, I know some of the, the people watching may have seen your fans react. You've been beating <laughs> the drum a couple of weeks. You're not too happy with the situation regarding Nuno. I mean, did that result today? Is that pretty much made your mind up on that on that situation? I'd I'd one hundred percent say that ultimately has made up my mind on there. Like um, I think I said when it was Burnley, there was a lot of question marks regarding Nuno and you know his tactical awareness on there. After a great result against Chelsea, it felt as though he went backwards a little bit on there as well. And it just seems as though like Nuno didn't seem to have a kind of like a clue what was going on really. And then yeah. since the Burnley game, it didn't seem like we improved. If anything, we went backwards. And then just the West Brom game for me is just um, kind of just confirmed pretty much what everyone else is saying on there as well. It's nice to see also people mention me as well in those little comments as well, to be fair. But, there you go. But, um, but yeah, no, to be fair, like um, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say like my aim was ultimately Nuno out. But I think based on the current form and the way that we're playing and the fact that it doesn't look like there's any improvement in sight, that's probably where I would say Nuno out. This can change obviously in the future, but at this moment in time, who knows, Dave? Who knows? I mean... <sighs> 
There's been some names uh, names mentioned in the chat, but if you do know where to go tonight, who would you want to see him before the games against Chorley or the, the the next league game? What sort of managers are out there, genuinely? See, I knew you was going to ask this, and I haven't got a clear answer. Um, to, to be quite honest with you, someone who just kind of knows how to attack on there, it seems though like at the moment in time we don't have... Our way of defending is just stick a load of bodies back and kind of just hope for the best, really, and not have like a defensive structure. But for me, just someone who can come in and just get the best out of the attacking players that we've got, which just seems to be the kind of problem at the moment, like... With all the attacking players we've got, it seems as though no one really knows kind of the best way to play them and the best system to have them all in. But like I said, hopefully Nuno can be the person that changes it round. I'm just really, really not confident on it. Yeah, I mean, t today's performance, there was ups and there was downs. I mean, giving away two fairly cheap penalties, even getting ourselves back in the lead. Look, let's try and take talk about the positives a little bit from that game. Yeah. So Fabio Silva score. And Willie Bolly as well get on the score sheet. What did you? I mean, Fabio Silva took his goal well. What did you think of his performance? I thought he had a very, very good game. That was probably his best performance in a Wolves shirt. I felt as though his hold-up play was really good. He was bringing others into the game. I just felt as though ultimately he was just making that massive difference up front. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, comparing to him and as it's a completely different player and a completely different situation that he's put himself under. And today he took his goal really, really well. He could have had more goals as well. He was getting in those right areas. He was making all the runs. We've all seen this. Like Everyone can see that he's got the potential to do something. It's just going to be a simple case, really, of can he get at it all together. Fabio Silva can be the man who can be the £35 million player that we're all talking about. It's just going to be a simple case of how long is he going to take for it to you know, all come together for the lad. Because, Dave, we've all seen he's got potential. It's just yeah. a case of just seeing it, really. Yeah, we, I mean, there were some disappointing performances out there as well, Michael. Which players out there today really disappointed you? I mean... <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah, you know, look at this question already. <laughs> no, nah, nah, to be to be fair, I'd um, I'd I'd probably um, I'd probably say Matinho. He he wasn't great. Just I, it just seems so like every time he loses his legs, he just commits silly fouls in the midfield. And I just felt it was very similar again today. The game was not set up for him. Cody was was really really poor. I still think it was really really harsh just to sub him off the way that we done as well. By no means was he the worst player on the pitch. Certainly, he wasn't great. But I feel as though with the impact that he has on the pitch, especially, you know, in regards to like the dressing room and the leader on the pitch, which is something that every team screams out for, I just think it was harsh to take him off. Um, was there anyone else? Was, and to be fair, there wasn't really that many bad performances. They were just below average, really. But it's, if you're going to point out players, I'd say those two. And what, you know, if Nuno is going to be staying in his job, which to be fair, I would assume he is because I think we would have heard something by now. But what, yeah. what, has, to, what has to change? Does it, is it system? Is it personnel? What has to change for you to, 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 for Wolves to start getting back to, you know, getting points really? I think it's more down to like the, the midfield on there. I just think that we're lacking just a bit more bite in midfield. Like, bit of energy. Yeah, a bit more energy in there. We've got Dendonka's energy on there as well. But Dendonka's energy leads to him running around all over the pitch. As soon as he gets in the box, he has to have at least five chances to put one away. But I'd say also the defence as well. Like the amount of goals we've conceded, the 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 fact we can't keep clean sheets at the moment. I think it's is it one in ten or twelve maybe so, something, something like, like yeah. that. But we yeah. haven't kept the clean sheets since Crystal Palace. And for me, the defence is the big problem when you don't play. In my opinion, I'd say proper defender like Roman Saiz in there. When we've got an adequate replacement in Kilman, I feel as though we kind of need to, you know, improve the defence on there. Once we once we stop leaking in the goals, who knows what could happen? But 
for me, the main problem is if we sort out the defence, I'd probably say another attacker, but don't really want to ruin the development of uh, Fabio Silva too much. But yeah, I'd probably say those two areas would be a major thing that we need to improve on. What do you think this, about the situation surrounding Catrona? Obviously, he's brought back to give Silva a bit of competition. Do you think he's good enough to help Wolves continue the rest of the season? Or do you think Foston have got to stick their hand in their pocket, like you say, a defender, but possibly another striker as well? 100%. I think that Catrone is a weird one because he was he was brought back online without being good enough for Fiorentina. If you're not good enough for Fiorentina, considering the type of team that they are, I just think it's it's a weird one. It's kind of like a panic sort of situation to think, yeah, let's bring back Catrone, see what he can do. But at the same time, I personally don't think Catrone is good enough. If he scores quite a lot of goals, who knows what could happen. But the fact he's been, been given, what, 10 minutes at the end of a game, that's not enough to judge a player properly. And the chances yeah. that he has had, he's never taken them. I just think it, it's more down to the case where Catrone will get those opportunities you don't know if he's going to score them, but we haven't seen enough of Catrone to give a proper analysis on him. It, it's, it's, if you're going to recall him, then at least play him. There's no point sticking a guy that you've just recalled from a loan who wasn't playing to stick him on a bench where he's also not playing. It just doesn't make sense, really. So do you expect him to get full 90 against Chorley? I mean, like you said, it's, it's a must win. But I mean, you'd expect to win anyway, wouldn't you? As a yeah, exactly. Exactly. You'd expect to win against, uh, you know, the team where every Wolves fan was at in the 1980s. So, you know, to be honest with you, um, it'd be, <laughs> I wouldn't, to be fair, I, we, it's kind of them where you have to win. There's, there's no ifs, buts and maybes about it. You have to win. Um, and for me, yeah, I'd probably stick him on 90 minutes, see what he can do against uh, part-time players. But um, I just think it, <laughs> it, there's him that's also got to play. There's also quite a lot of players on there. Like you probably stick a load of kids in there as well. Stick a load of kids, Katrona. It's like Villa away in the cup a couple of years ago. <laughs> well, that didn't end very well. So I do yeah, have no, you right. surely. Anyway, Michael, it's been a pleasure having you on, mate. We enjoy your Thank you, Dave. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll chat to you very soon, mate. See you soon. Cheers, that. Cheers there, mate. Thank you. Yeah. So, guys, there was Michael. So we've had uh, Matt, who was Nuno out. Tom, what was Nuno in? Uh, Michael, that was new out. We move on to uh, another Wolves fan, Dale. Now, Dale, how are you keeping, mate? You all right? Hi, mate. You're all right. Yeah, not too yeah. bad. Good. Had good. better days. Yeah, exactly. A disappointing performance today, mate. What, what, did, what did you take from that game? Um, not a lot, really. Um, I feel like if we're going to play a back four, um, Cody's done. I feel yeah. like that's it. Um, that was a massive, massive. Decision taking him off when we did today. Um, that's going to affect his confidence. I mean, you saw his face when he came off. He looked off. really upset, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, he looked upset. He had a little mutter to himself. And then you saw him with John Ruddy. And he was mm. saying something to John. Um, I think that's going to affect him really bad. And I think the best thing to do is leave him out against Chorley. Mm. Um, give Kilman a chance with either Bolly or Sace. Um, mm. But the game in all... I mean, one minute I'm on the biggest low, next minute I'm on the biggest high and then the next minute I'm on the biggest low again. And I'm sat I'm sat in my living room and I've got my next door neighbour who's an Albion fan banging on the walls cheering at me. Oh. Um so and <laughs> I was in the house on my own so it was a bit a bit, a bit of a lonely place. Yeah, I mean, I, I even recorded uh, my reactions for Finners. He does a, a video where he sort of puts all the celebrations together. So I'm not sure my celebrations when Wall School will make will make uh, the public YouTube. Who knows? But I mean, you you, re you reached out to me there. Obviously, you, you sort of there's concerning signs with Nuno really that you sort of 
are looking at at the moment, isn't there? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I know it's a, a tough subject to talk about, but I've suffered in the past with mental health myself. Um, I went for a spell a few years ago where I, I, I was in depression, affected me really bad. And mm. the signs are there. We've knew now that there's something not right mentally. I mean, look at the look at the Bristol City game away when we had him cheering in the directors' boxes, winding everybody up. To see him slumped back in his chair today with 20 minutes to go was it, it felt like that was the end for me. And um, I know there's been talk about him missing his family and not seeing his family and all that. And I get that. I understand that. Um, there was somebody put on Twitter. He's getting paid enough money. So he's got a job to do. No, Never an answer, it, is it? Yeah. No, it's, it, it's, a, it's a bit of an ignorance answer. Um, there's, there's a lot more than money in life. And I clearly see that it's affecting him. Um, his mental health, missing his family, the injuries. Um, I can see no backing off Fosun as well. He was a few weeks ago saying we need to strengthen the squad, bring in more players. They've said to him, maybe there's no money available. Go out and get the players back that you've put on loan and deal with it until maybe the summer. Um, Gibbs White, for me, no, he gives the ball away too much. And Crotrone, he, he couldn't do it at Fiorentina. I, I don't think he started a game. Um, I don't think he scored a goal. Um, I know he's not getting enough time with Wolves at the minute, but when you've invested so heavily on Fabio Silva, you can't expect the the board to say, OK, leave that £40 million player <laughs> on the bench and let's play Catroni, the one who you're trying to desperately get rid of. Yeah. You know, and, and I know we've bought young players, so I feel like this season we just need to, you know, just nip it in the bud, stay up. And then these young players are getting the experience every week and then kick on next season. But with next season in the summer, bringing some strength, bringing some uh, Premier League experience. experience. We haven't yeah. got none. You look through the squad, there is none. I mean, there's John Ruddy and he's sat on the bench every week. Um, mm. it, it's There's nobody there. Like you see that with Albion. Albion have got nobody as well. Um, Premier League experience. They've got all young kids. They've just brought in Snodgrass. We need somebody like that, somebody who's a bit old, like Matinho, but somebody who's been there, done it. Look at when we was in the Championship and we bought in Dennis Irwin and, and yeah. Paul Ince. There you go. That, just bring in two players of that calibre who are on the way out, need a few games, need a few minutes, come in, bring the squad together, show them what's needed to be done and, you know, stabilise this season and kick on again next season. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree what, with what you said. Sort of late December, he's on about, you know, that Wolves need to rebalance the squad, was his words. I think he kept saying, we've got yep. to rebalance the squad with the transfer window. And then the last two weeks, he said the solutions are within. Um, exactly. But, but he said that, that last three weeks, and it's pretty clear. I think the solutions aren't here, are they, at the moment? Yeah, and I feel like that isn't him talking. I feel yeah. like he's gone to the board and said, listen, we need to strengthen. The solutions are not here. And they've said no. You've got players out on loan, bring them back. Coronavirus, it's affecting the country, the world. Yeah. There's, the money's not there. Deal with what you got, you know, keep us up and we'll kick on again next season. I think there's just too many people at the minute jumping on the bandwagon of out, not factoring in the manager's mental health, the lack of players that we've got, the injuries that we've got, and the fact it's a strange season in a whole, in all. I mean, you look at the big teams, look at Chelsea. Two, two, three weeks ago, they were top of the league. At ninth, 10th, now 8th, whatever they are. 
And I mean, our next four games, um, apart from the Cup, Chelsea, Palace, Arsenal, Leicester. Tough games. I mean, we haven't kept a clean sheet in 12. I can see it being 16 by the end of that. Even against Palace, who we seem to seem to do really easy against. Um, you know, you can see a goal coming there with the way that we're playing, uh, conceding there. I mean, if they're going to get rid of him, I would say he's got the next four games. And I mean, yeah. with 12, 12 points available, you've got to be looking at getting at least six. But then you think, OK, Palace is three, but then you've got to get three out of Chelsea, Arsenal, Leicester. You know, uh, Chelsea, you know, on the day they can be good, on the day they're bad. Arsenal, you know, same, same with them. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's just tough. And um, I'm not really a Nuno in or a Nuno out person at the minute. I'm a bit sitting on, on the fence. fence today, yeah. <laughs> and I know, I know people hate to hear that, but I, I just, I've got to see a bit longer. You know, the, the slump in the chair for me was it today. I just, I felt for him because I've been in that situation and it literally felt like I give up or, mm. or like, what do I do? I need help. You know, even just seeing his family for a week would perk him up or do something. I know, I know it's unfortunate and people will be saying, well, he should have brought his family here when he came and stuff, but you don't know what the behind the scenes are and why his family are not here with him. Well, but, you say it. If anyone has a crap day at work and you go home, you know you've got most times you've got someone there that's going to be there for you, your family, your wife, your kids, you know, to cheer him up. The fact that he's going home probably on his own to a house on his own and he's not seeing anyone, speaking to no one for the evening, you know, like, yeah. like you say, that's going to build up on you. It's going to be difficult. And I mean, I know you've got people say, well, he goes to work and there's 30, 40 people at the training ground. He's got all his staff with him. He can phone them, call them. It's not the same in this climate, you know. In a different country, it's not like his family are in a different part of this country. They're in a completely different country, you know. And there's, then, you know, you got to you got to video chat them. You might be tired after the games. You're stressed, fed up. You can see the papers, see the media getting on, you know, creating stories, getting on your back. The fans are not happy. It's all going to be playing on his mind. And he's a he's a manager to me. When you look at that Bristol City uh, game and that season, he was all in. And at the minute, he's not. There's something else there. He thrives on the fans as well, though, doesn't he? Like, I mean, yeah, he's made he does. that previously, but I think the fans mm -hmm. really helped him. Even in the, when we, we were rubbish the last couple of years, almost the fans could sometimes score us a goal with the, with the how, yeah, how we definitely. sort of cheer the team on as well. And, like, when the fans sing his name, you know, that must feel like, you know, even when we were losing, we'd still sing his name. Which still sing the the songs to cheer the fan to cheer the players on, to G them up to try and push for an extra goal or something, but it's not mm. there. So there's nothing for him. He's just faced on his own. He's got staff around him, but the pressure's on him. He's got the yeah. fans, the media, the you know the board. I mean, it'd be nice to hear from the board on what they think of the situation and what they're you know what what they think. But we can't get nothing. I mean. No signings. I can understand it with the climate, and I can understand you've just paid forty million pound on a player, which is for the future because they called him a centennial player or whatever it was they call. Um, they expect to sell him for two hundred million in five years' time or whatever it is. You know, it, it, it was a bit. It was a step too far for me. I think we should have invested that money elsewhere. Two or three players, bit of experience, a bit more quality, a bit more. You know. Um, how can I say, a bit more ready 
than, yeah. than Silva. They didn't expect what happened to Jimenez. That's why they paid for him. But yeah. you got him on the, you got him at the training ground learning off Jimenez. Jimenez is not there. Who's he learning off now as a striker? Yeah. He's got nobody. You've got Catrone who can't score a goal. You know, he's got nobody there to say, oh, you need to be in this position, this position. You've got the coaches, but like Steve Ball said, you can't coach it. You know, no. it's a natural instinct. And if you've got players like him and Ezra naturally in the right place at the right time, they can guide him. You know, yeah. I'd even, as stupid as it sounds, I'd even bring Bully in and say, yeah, Bully, have a few weeks with him. You know, yeah. it's just, just to do something different. You know, yeah. it, it all just seems stagnated at the minute. And um, um, his, his comments after the games, you know, they're the same every week. I just feel like he's got no answers. Um, yeah. I picked up on the press conference earlier. After Joe Edwards finished his last um, question, he huffed and puffed when somebody else went to answer him a question. If you watch the press conference back, Joe Edwards finishes his question and somebody goes to answer him another question. And he huffs and puffs like he just wants to get out there, you know. And you can you can see it's just not the football; it's somewhere else. And it's yeah. maybe the family situation in being lonely and nobody to, you know, nobody well, to be there for him. You've got that, and like you say, with the pressures with him at the moment, we're not getting results, injuries. You know, it's all you know, it's all pressuring him. You know, for, for someone you know to have that much pressure on them at one time, it, it's difficult. And yeah. regardless of of at what you get paid or where you live or where you come from or whatever, that's it doesn't matter, does it? I mean, it can take its toll on anyone. Um, look, Dale, it's been fantastic to have you on, mate. Uh, great comments, and hopefully we can get you back on soon because it was great to talk today, mate. Um, Cheers, mate. Really weekend, and uh, I'll, I'll speak to you soon, mate. See you later. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot. All the best. Cheers. You too, mate. Well, big thanks to Dale. Really enjoyed that one. Um, guys, keep it going. Fantastic support so far on the stream. Dale was fantastic. Look, we're going to move on to uh, the next... Uh, fan, now we've got Tom Parker. Tom, how you keeping, mate? Disastrous result today. You didn't seem too happy in the fans' react. Or, or did, what were your takes um, from that game? Yeah, no, I just wanted to first of all start by saying that uh, it's really, really nice points brought up by Dale there. Uh, really, really nice. Um, I thought what he said about the mental health things, uh, mental health thing was uh, completely on the point, really, uh, which is what I said on my match review. I know some people might have heard what I said at first and thought that I was going to go into a rant about how we should leave. But um, if you'd have watched the full five minutes, you would have seen that I certainly blame Fosun a lot more for this than Nuno himself. Um, I understand exactly what he's going through, to be honest. I've, I think most of us has probably been through something similar this year, not being able to see friends and family, and especially if your family are in a different country. Um, I can't really imagine how, how difficult it is. Um, yes, I am back. Yeah, Harry's back. back. There you go. No glasses this time because I'm uh, I'm just a bit, <laughs> I'm just a bit exhausted to be honest. I think everyone looks like they've been crying tonight. By the way, I think everyone's just tired, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm just exhausted. Um, yeah, it was it was a really 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 poor performance, and um, it was really really sad to see the 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 camera pan into him for those last ten minutes. Um, I, I didn't even get annoyed looking at that. I just it just made me sad to be honest. Because seeing a manager that's so passionate and so full of energy and he's always got a smile on his face and he's always calm and composed and charming in press conferences and things like that. He's it, just not the same anymore. And um I said this on the last I said this on last week on the final word. I said um, you know, before the transfer window he was all 
we need to rebalance the squad. And then in the last week or so, he's completely changed what he's uh, said. And um, he's sort of gone back on it. And that, I think that that's, as Dale said, that sort of says it all, really. Mm. Um, there's just a real, real lack of communication at the moment. And I think that that's the most frustrating thing. I don't think that he helps himself, particularly in the press conferences, when he keeps saying the same thing week after week. I think that's what's all sort of grinding a few fans down. Um, but yeah, I think in, speaking of the fans as well, I've seen a lot of things on Twitter uh, of fans arguing amongst each other. Um, I've got to say, by the way, it's not been as bad as I thought it was. I think everyone's had the same no. idea. Stay off Twitter and social media. Yeah. Saying that, I've not, I've not checked out Dingle's AWE yet. So, <laughs> oh, I think, well, I think one of the things, one of the themes that I've seen is probably it's become very the older fans versus the younger fans over the yeah, past few weeks. And I, I think that, it's always the case, isn't it? Yeah, I know, but I think it's important to just sort of step, take a step back and think. You know, we all support the same club at the end of the day, and I think that older fans may be turning on younger fans and vice versa as well. You know, I'll make a few jokes about Chorley away and that sort of thing, but it's, it's all in jest, you know. But I do feel as though there is a bit of animosity between those two sort of camps at times. So, you know, I would just say to, you know, fans, at least, you know, if you disagree, but don't bring sort of age into it. I've seen quite a few people band age about as maybe one of the reasons, but it's just a bit of a bugbear of mine. Uh, being a young lad myself, you know, I'm only 20, but I've supported the club for 10 years, so I'm not completely clueless. Um mm. So, yeah, um, just one of those. It was just one of those things. It was sort of uh, getting, getting... I mean, little, yeah, I mean, so many fans, like, I mean, I can even see it in the comments. Look, uh, I'll class it as debate. There's a lot of debate in the comments. Um, yeah. Look, Tom, going back to the game today, two soft penalties given. We haven't really spoken oh, yeah. about the first one. What were your thoughts on that one? Um, well, I tweeted it out, uh, saying the league is a disgrace. I still stand by it. Um, I thought it was a ridiculous decision. Uh, it was poor from Bolly. I think he should know better at this point, considering he's been playing in the Premier League for a few seasons now. I think he should know better than to stick a foot out in that situation. Having said that, I don't know how they can check that decision on VAR and still give a penalty. That quick as well they didn't really check uh, yeah, it yeah they it? didn't really check it if you'd have checked it a couple of times a bit closer in you would have seen that his foot was on the line where the contact was made um but i have to say that despite that i mean we can't really make any excuses particularly for some of the defensive positioning during this game uh the fallbacks were so high i mean we were caught out of position i realized that the gap between connor cody and willie bolly was just huge um, I've mentioned it a few times, but there was one point in the first half where West Brom had the ball, uh, got the ball back in transition, and Willie Bolly was on the edge of our box, and Connor Cody was near the touchline. And you're talking about our two centre halves there, so you could easily fit two strikers, two attackers in that gap. All yeah. of a sudden, our inside channel is completely exposed. We've got no one there to defend it, and I think that's the problem with the four at the back. I think that. We need to, probably should revert to back to a five because then at least our right and left inside channels are much better protected because at the moment we're just so exposed when the fullbacks lose possession or when we lose possession and the fullbacks are too high up. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have, have been speaking about going back to a back five. I think maybe for the next league game, I'm not going to say for Chordy, but I think for the next uh, league game, we probably should possibly look at that. Um, we looked, uh, a lot of people talking about the Gibbs handball. Look, I cannot understand for the life of me how that is not a penalty, by the way. Because yeah. the bloke has touched it, not with one hand, with two hands, and nearly caught it. Um, I know a lot of West Brom fans have commented saying, yeah, but they played on because of the obstruction on, on Button. If it was That's an advantage, 
If it, okay, if it was a foul, an advantage, you would stop the game when someone handballs at there. You know, I, I yeah. don't understand that at all. That has got to be a penalty, regardless of the rules. And for me, that isn't a natural position having my hands out there like that. That's not a natural. No, no, yeah, exactly. And the uh, there was one given literally at the start of the second half against Fabio Silva, where the ball bounced off his leg and hit his arm, which was outstretched, and they gave that as a free kick. Now that's yeah. for me, that's less intentional than the Gibbs yeah. one. Not to say that Gibbs is obviously was intentional, but you can see that um, it really just confuses me as to how they can give that, but mm. not give the Gibbs one. But, you know, we, we can talk all about decisions, but being 2-1 up at half-time, all of the Wolves fans were saying was, don't do the same thing against Brighton. Just see it out, get an extra goal maybe, see the game out. But the, the theme of this season has just been really poor game management. Yeah. Um, you know, Tim Spears said it on the Molyneux mix. You know, Nuno's game management has never been his strong point necessarily. You know, we can think back to the Watford game in the FA Cup semi-final. Uh, so, sorry about that. Uh, the FA Cup semi-final, which was probably some of the worst showing of game management we've seen um, in terms of the, the tactical changes and the whole game capitulating. Um, so we have seen it quite a few times, but... Like John, like John has said, um, Connor Cody should not be playing in the back four. He was absolutely awful today. He's just so positionally unaware sometimes. He's just too slow. Um, I know Rio Ferdinand picked up on his lack of communication. I don't know why they picked up on that, considering that's probably the only thing I would have him in the team for. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it, it, in a back five, he's fine. Genuinely, I've, but I've never rated him as a very good defender. I've thought he's a brilliant captain and you have to have him in there for the leadership and the organisation that he brings. But he's not that good of a defender. And uh, when we moved into a back four, I was a little bit worried because I was like, is he going to get exposed? And he's had a few good games there, don't get me wrong. He has proved me wrong on occasions, but it's on occasions. He hasn't consistently proved me wrong. In fact, he's probably consistently proved most of us right. Um, I've seen a few people saying Bolly and Kilman. I think that's a perfectly good show. I think he did I all right against Southampton. That was the first time he played a back four. There was a couple of teething issues, but I thought those two did all right in that game. Uh, was that Bolly and Kilman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think Bolly and Kilman uh, would be a good partnership. I think Bolly and Saïs were much better. Honestly, I genuinely thought when Cody came off, we looked a lot more solid. Now, whether that had something to do with West Brom sticking 10 men behind the ball, but we did look a lot more comfortable and obviously, I know Conor Cody is very popular with the Vols fans. I, as a person, I like him, really do. He's a great personality, great captain. But I think in a back four, it just doesn't work. I think with Aitnori and Semedo, whilst very good fullbacks, Semedo, again, defensively needs to work on it. And he, he, he knows that. He said that in, in interviews. When they lose the ball, they're so high up that they just we just get caught so often. And we look... At, and Nuno's teams have been recognisable because of their shape. You know, this regimented style that is ingrained into the players, that has completely gone this season. I think that shape-wise, we look so lost. There's just no sort of idea defensively. And going forward as well, it's either Neto and Adama or nothing. Uh, but I have yeah. to say, uh, Fabio Silva was, was really, really good today. Really, yeah, really good. Game. First half, really good. Got himself in a couple of decent positions. Obviously, really got 
I tell you what, if you put a compilation of some of Willy Bolly's finishes for Wolves, it's a bit like the one against Besiktas as well. He's got, got like nimble yeah, good feet. strikers off a range as well today. Yeah, honestly, I, one of, I'd, I'd stick him as a target man for yeah. sure. <laughs> stick him as a target man come on I think one of the commentators suggested it they were like well, they could play him as a, they could play him in the middle of the three but good feet, uh, he? he's got really good feet and a good finish for a centre-back I don't know how I guess it's yeah. how, how you know how his passing got to be so good as well uh, or yeah. because his passing is so it can be really good as well but yeah I mean technically he's brilliant for a centre-half oh um, that Back here, attempt. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, that was close yeah. as well. Yeah, well, Tom, it's been a pleasure, mate. Uh, we'll move on to our next yeah. guest now. But uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend, mate. And I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get you back yeah, on you very too. soon. We'll speak very soon, mate. Have a good one, yeah, man. Take care, yeah, Cheers, buddy. Well, guys, we're moving on to the last sort of 10 minutes or so now. Uh, so, someone asked earlier, is that a multi surname? It certainly is. Uh, lots of uh, comments. Look, West Brom game, you know, West Brom showed a lot more fight and a lot more desire than Wolves today and that's ultimately why they won um we're going to be i mean there's west Ham, west brom fans in the chat hello good evening if you're sad enough to be in the walls chat on a saturday evening then i want to know what life you're leading we're moving on to our last guest and our next guest mr harry mansell mate you don't look too happy what's going on what's happened today i wonder Dave, mate. i'm just um i'm really upset but i'm just I'm in disbelief still. What is it now? Five to eight, and I'm still in disbelief yeah. of what happened. At half time, mate, I was dancing. I was loving life. I thought we were going to win with ease, and it's a it's an actual disaster. Um, it's a disaster, mate. I just can't believe we've lost to them. It's obviously the stick. I don't know about yourself, mate, but the stick has just been unbearable. My best um, mate's a West I'm Brom fan, and he's only, he's only sent me one DM. Really, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was happy with the starting team. I was happy with everything. Fabio Silva, even he played well, and I wanted Catrone to play. And I'm absolutely gutted, mate. Um, fair play for doing this, because if you could have easily not done something like this with the way we, you know, losing like that, it's just, it's baffling. And what, what worries me, Dave, is where do we go from here? Like, I know we've got Chorley and that coming up, but in the league, when you think of the league, are we going to beat Palace? Are we? We defend like kids at the moment, even with Willie Bolly mm. in the team. So I'm just, I'm in shock still. Uh, five hours later, whatever it is, seven hours later, it's just mad. Look, I mean, you are very much, I mean, you would have seen, we had Matt on, who was and Michael, who were pretty much heavily Nuno out. You've been Nuno in, whenever I spoke to you for the last number of weeks, you're Nuno in. I'm assuming you're in the same camp at the moment. What does he do from here? What does he have to do for Wolverhampton Wanderers to start winning league games again? I'm a hypocrite, Dave, because I was calling for him to go to a back four a lot. But yep. I saw in his press conference on Friday, he said he was going to go back to a back five, go back to safety first, and he didn't do it against the Albion. But let's go back to a back five. Let's be boring again. Let's hate what we're watching. Let's grind out on one nils again. We're going to have to. Mm. We're going to have to. I mean, it's better than losing. We can't lose to it? Albion. Oh, man. Like, to lose to a team like that. Who they, the Albion fans admit themselves they're rubbish and they've come a bit short free against us at the Molyneux. We, when was the last time we kept a clean... Obviously, we kept a clean sheet against Palace in the FA Cup, but 
we concede first nearly every game. It's just it, one well, another thing, Dave. Just off the game and that it, today was the the first time it's hit me hard that we couldn't be at the Molyneux as well. Today really hit me. Like I was getting, I was buzzing for the game, for the game, watching the build up, seeing Steve Ball talk about it, showing all the Ewan Roberts, all the old highlights, you know. And it really hit me today that we're not in Molyneux. And honestly, I'm really, I'm falling out of love with football. Honestly, I've realised the reason I love football is because I love going to the ground. I love having a beer with my mates. And I love watching the game, win or lose. And sitting watching Wolves on telly at the moment is not doing it for me. I know this result's not helping the emotions and things like that. But we need to get in the ground again because it's getting past a joke now. And it's killing football. Football's a fan sport. Forget BT Sport, forget Sky, forget Amazon Prime. We can't be in the ground. There's no point. We support Wolves. That's why I've always fell out with Man United fans, Chelsea fans who never go. We go to watch Wolves in the stands. And if we'd have been in them stands today, we wouldn't have lost that game. If we'd have pushed that team on, the South Bank would have been rocking. And I feel like we're suffering, along with injuries, we're suffering because Nuno's lost the plot a bit. We're also suffering because we ain't got fans behind the team. And it's really annoying me. Like, I'm, if we ain't in the ground soon, we might as well cop it off. We might as well cop it off. Well, do you think, I mean, there's two teams that come to mind, especially from last season, two teams that did extremely well um, and possibly due to the atmosphere and the fans. And that was Wolves and Sheffield United. Look, fans have, yeah. have left, aren't in the grounds now. Sheffield United has, have had a disastrous start to the season. Wolves, you know, their form, our form was pretty top-notch, you know, going up until lockdown. And then as soon as that happens... You know, we slide down, miss out on European football again. And now we're in this slump at the moment. All right, we're not quite in a... I wouldn't class it quite as a relegation battle yet. But, you know, if, if things carry on as they are, uh, it looks like it might might go that way. Do you think Wall... I, mean, I agree with you. I think that we would have had a much better chance if the fans were there today. But do you think we actually rely that much on the South Bank, on the North Bank, you know, on Molyneux to, and the fans to give us this extra bo uh, boost because Nuno's complaining about it a lot. I think I think yeah. he realises the same thing too. Yeah, that's that. You've hit the nail on the head, Dave. Nuno's even said it in press conferences. It's true. We, we've like how many times have we come from behind in previous seasons. It's the fans cheering them on, and but we've got to adapt, haven't we? As Nuno would say, adapt solutions. But it's just. It's hard to watch, mate, on telly. It's, I know it's been a while now. I know every team's in the same situation. And I know this is probably a bit of a cop-out to Boston Albion today, but we're a great fan base at the end of the day. We get behind the team home and away. And I've realised I'm bored of watching football on telly now. I couldn't watch any games today after that. I want to, I don't, I want to go to the there, ground and watch it. I, I, don't, I, only, I don't watch other games now. I only watch the Wolves games mm. because I think boring, I'd get sick of it quite easily. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. It's just obviously we love the Wolves and that. I, I, I saw Matt uh, if Matt was first on. Obviously, he, I think that's been bubbling with Matt. Like, obviously, he's got his opinions on Nuno. I completely disagree. Like, I can see why he said. Obviously, his mom's a West Brom fan, jumping around the front room. He said, but Nuno, he's also feeling it too, isn't he? He's also feeling it too. He, he's he's down in the dumps. He's got injuries. He can't see his family. I think it's just a bad feeling about the squad. And Dave, I couldn't believe it when he took Cody off. He was like wow. a glitch in the matrix. I was like, what? What was Can you like tell me what, what happened? Was it because he gave away the penalty? Because I thought the penalty was quite soft. Both penalties, by the way. Both, I thought the first one was outside the box. And I thought Cody, there was the slightest of touches. He, he knew what he was doing, the player. And I couldn't believe when he took him off. 
what do you reckon with that? Do you think it's because he was so bad in the back four? Or uh, I don't. I think. I think it was just that. I think he wanted to obviously bring Aiden Ori on, but I think he. I think he knew with especially in the first half how he'd been so dangerous on set pieces. He knew Sace was a lot more physical and a lot more uh, as a lot more quality aerially. I think so. That's why he kept bullying Sace on and adding eight, eight Nori on. So it's, I mean, it's a bit of a kick in the teeth for Connor Cody. I think you could tell that when he came off, he looked absolutely livid, didn't he? And I think yeah. you know, as soon yeah. as he sat down, he would have been you know spitting feathers. Really, I, I don't think you know. I don't think he was expecting yeah. that at all. And I think his fans were, but you know, it, it sort of made sense. It, you know, unless I'm thinking too much into it, but I think it, you know, I, I, ta- for yeah. more air more presence. Well, um, I just want to say, I thought Dale spoke well. Who was on a few times ago, and Tom. What Tom said about Cody as well. I've said it for a while. Tom Parker. Yeah. Um, about Cody, great leader, great passer of a ball. I still believe he can't defend, especially one-on-one. I've, I've said it all, all the way through. Even when he got called up for England, even when he scored for England, I'd say it on like, the podcast, 77 Club and that. And he got, like back four, he's being found out, isn't he? Let's be honest. He's, look, a sweeper, he can get away with it because he's got protection around him. But in a back mm-hmm. four, when it's just him and Sace or whoever, yes, he can chat to the people next to him, but def- his ability at one-on-one defending airily or if someone's running at him, He's just not good enough. I know he started off as a centre-back as a kid for Liverpool. Then he transitioned to midfield. We signed him as a midfielder. He couldn't get in the team. I don't want to be too harsh on him. I don't want to be because he's, he's a legend what he's done for us. You know, brilliant player, but that's the truth. And he's given away that penalty today. Although it was soft, he still give it away. And then he gets subbed off. I'm baffled by that, just thinking about it. And I'm gutted, Dave, because West Brom are crap and we've lost to him at the Molyneux. And it's just... It's, it's, if you don't laugh, you'll cry in a situation like this. It is true. Yeah. If you don't laugh, yeah, you'll yeah. cry. Because yeah. it's just absolutely shocking. Yeah. I mean, it's it's still been, what, sort of five hours, like you said, since full time. And I don't think the dust has quite settled just yet either, to be honest. I think a lot of fans are still disappointed. I don't think it will for a long, long time. Look, Harry, it's been a pleasure having you on again, as always, mate. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And I'll, I'm sure I'll speak to you uh, very soon, mate. See you soon. Cheers, Dave. See you in a bit, mate. See you in a bit, mate. Well, guys, that is final word. All the Hampton Wanderers 2, West Bromwich Albion 3. Look, guys, the, the support today has been phenomenal, both on the stream today and on the videos. Look, the comments have been great. And I think it shows this is what football is all about. Different opinions. Everyone's got them. Some people want Nuno in. Some people want Nuno out. Some people want the back four. Some people want the back five. Um, look, yeah, don't like Moldy says, don't watch match of the day in there. Look, at the end of the day, Nuno's here. He's going to do his job. Um, Dale spoke fantastically well earlier on about the mental um, the mental side of things, really. Nuno hasn't seen his family in how long. I don't think any of us could go to school or go to work and come back after a tough day with absolutely nobody there for a long period of time. It, that would be so tough. Injuries, possibly lack of funding and lack of back back in from the board as well. And it's uh, it's been a, a tough old time for Wolves. Disappointing defeat today. Really disappointing defeat today. But we've got Chorley next in the FA Cup. Look, we've got to win that. Surely, guys. Surely, surely. Uh, guys, if you haven't already, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, like I said, support has been phenomenal. Try and enjoy the rest of your weekend. If you ever want to get involved in the final word or get involved in the fan reactions at Talking Wolves, 
on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or da- at Dave as a party. Like my name on the screen, just without the space. And uh, I'll be sure to get you involved in this sometime in the future. Guys, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. And uh, actually, I'll be releasing this as a podcast. A lot of people have been asking for this to be released as a podcast. So I'll catch you all very, very soon and we'll get that out. Thank you.